Welcome to Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. And now, here's your host, Work Mom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. I am here today with my guest, Dominique Wilson, who is a friend for several years, as well as um, having been a guest on our podcast before. So, Happy to have her here as always. Dom, welcome. I'm glad to be here. And I, just to refresh your memory, if you didn't listen to the other episodes that Dom's been on, um, Dom is a senior art director in an ad agency. She also is an entrepreneur with two different side ventures. She's a multi-talented person. Um, one is Love You Too, and the other is Show and Tell Academy. Tell us a little about those ventures that you've got going, Dom. So um, Love You Too is my self-acceptance and color therapy brand. And basically, I help people create self-acceptance strategies so they can feel good about who they are right now. Um, the right now is very important to me. And then Show and Tell Academy is where I help um, overwhelmed entrepreneurs uh, use storytelling to grow their audience. So both of them, I like to say, um, the two of them combined that I help people show up for themselves and I help people show up for their businesses. Absolutely. Um, love you too. I've done a couple of uh, workshops with you with that brand as well as Show and Tell Academy. And love you too, I, the, the color therapy that you do. And I know that sounds like, you know, you're a counselor or something, but it really does draw from your art and designer background. Correct. Yeah, it it, a lot of it comes from that. And then you, Dom helps you pick a color that represents a goal. And I know when, when I worked with you, my color was teal and I felt the need for courage because mm-hmm. I can stand back and kind of hold back on things because I'm a little afraid of being, you know, misinterpreted or, you know, uh, somebody thinking less of me because I'm not perfect. Like mm-hmm. most people, we all feel that way. Yeah. And it was interesting because right after I pulled that color, I ended up getting cancer mm-hmm. and it got me through my cancer journey. That teal just stuck with me as a reminder that yes, you do have courage. You can do this. Lori, that always like amazes me when you say that. Oh, it's, um, it, it's such great work. So if you have not looked at Dom's love you too work yet. I'm going to include some links in the description on my website. So if you're listening to this on Stitcher, Spotify, somewhere else, head to my website at Work Mom Says, and I'm going to provide links with both uh, to both of Dom's businesses, because they're both really, really interesting and such an interesting way of taking your art and design skills. And I always say you're like a triple or quadruple threat, but your art and design skills to make something really interesting that serves people in need, basically. I mean, people who are having self-confidence issues. I mean, tell me about some of your other um, clients that work with you and love you too or have in the past. Um, I noticed that just working with a bunch of different people that three things usually come up. So it's usually um, something similar to what what your issue was is they wanna feel um, more confident in some way. And it's usually either related to work or it's related to just in general speaking up, or it's related to their body. Mm-hmm. But like every, even if they don't use the word confidence, like everybody's thing goes to one of those three areas of their life. Um, because those three areas, I think, impact everything else in your life. Like if you oh, don't they do. 
Yeah, if they you don't do. feel comfortable speaking up, you may not do it in your career. If you don't feel comfortable being seen, you might not do things that get you more seen in your career. So it's like everything just ends up going together. It does. It really does. And I know women in particular, um, we are so, um, can get all wrapped up in our body image. Yep. And if our weight's not perfect, we can think that we're less and it'll help. It'll make us hold back. Yep. Yeah, I can. And those color cues to me, I'd never heard of that kind of work before. And those color cues are awesome. I know I, um, after I got through with my cancer treatment, um, I did another workshop with them and the color that I came up with, uh, was this beautiful coral. And as we were in conversation, we started talking about, you know, PMS had come out with this color living coral. And I was like, oh, isn't that interesting? It's got the word living in it. And I was just magnetically attracted to it. <laughs> and that helped me get past cancer and get back into living like, oh, this is the most vibrant, bright, beautiful coral color. And it, I, I told somebody once, it reminds me that I'm alive because I think a lot of us kind of stumble through life and don't realize how incredibly amazing life is. Exactly. And that color really reminds you. So I, I actually bought a mug, a PMS a mug. You can buy them from their website, the Pantone matching system, in case you're not in advertising. Um, the Pantone matching system has a color of the year every year. This week it's a blue or this year, I mean, think is a blue, right? Yes. Yeah, true. Blue. It's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about show and tell Academy. What's that about? Okay. So there, um, that brand came to be because, um, like you said, because my background's in advertising, everything I do is about big, you know, national, regional brands. And when I started Love You Too and I started doing more content, um, I realized there's a huge gap between what you know when you work in advertising and what you know when you have no idea about advertising. And so, or when everything you know is what you see. And so um, I actually fell into the same trap of I was focusing on advertising instead of the marketing and relationship building um, part of, of content creation. Mm -hmm. And so once I started figuring out like, oh, you need to detach yourself from that way of thinking. And this is all about the emotion and how people feel and sharing how you feel. Um, that's when that brand started changing and I really started figuring things out. And so Show and Tell Academy came out of Love You Too because I wanted to give people all that in between. Yeah, the tools to tell their story in a way that's really mm -hmm. compelling. Yep. In every social post. So it's it's really good work. I recommend you go to eat both of Dom's sites. She's so talented and just your design skills are just amazing. So the thing that I think is really interesting is both of those businesses are related to one of the things that I spout off about all the time is that business is about creating connected, positive relationships with other people and having them feel good about your brand or good about you as an individual, um, having them feel good about your product. That's really what it's all about. Yep. And, and so today, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying that's something important to me is, I mean, that's how love you too happens. I just want people to feel good about themselves. You just want people to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> And I tell you, we let, we let our, that little voice in our head get to us. Yeah, we do. And that's just, it's hard. So besides now that we've got, now, you know, all about Dom. So now we're going to jump into this week's topics. So, or this episode's topics, we're going to talk about procrastination and staying focused. 
Do you have any problems with procrastination, Dominique? Yeah, but my procrastination doesn't outwardly look like most people's. No. Um, (laughs) One of my friends pointed out, she was like, when you're procrastinating, you just add more stuff to your to-do list. So it looks like you're always doing stuff. Okay. Got it. Oh, that's really interesting. There's a lot of angles to look at this. It's a beast. And if you're not careful, it can kill your confidence. It can kill your motivation. And I think sometimes it's, it's emotional more than anything else. It is because it's, I add the stuff to the list because I'm like, I would think that either I didn't know enough about something or I needed to know this other new thing to tell somebody this other thing that I do know. And so I would add stuff to the list like, oh, we'll do this and this and this. And then it's like, you never did the original thing you were supposed to do. Uh, So is it more like, is it a, you have to do the work to support the work that you want to do. So you end up never doing the work you want to do. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very unique approach. (laughs) I like it. It tells you procrastination is spelled out in so many different ways. And what I've noticed is when I'm usually when I'm procrastinating, I'm trying to avoid something, Mm -hmm. whether it's pain. Like when I, you know, when I get on my exercise bike in the morning, I'll avoid it. I'll put it off until the last minute. Sometimes it makes me 10 minutes late because I just can't get on it mm-hmm. because I'm avoiding it because I don't want to feel the pain. <laughs> it's really not painful. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you avoid? Um, right now is working out, honestly. Oh, it's, part of the reason I've been doing that is, oh, I got to do this other thing first. So, oh, of course. And I got to do this. And okay, well, now I don't have time because this other thing has to happen or it's time to go to bed and I have to go to bed on time. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing I'm probably avoiding now. Um, Other stuff I've actually started doing it. Oh no. Also um, finishing my organizing projects around my house. I started a bunch of them in April and May and some of them never got done. I get that. I have a lot of those. You should see my closet. (laughs) (laughs) That, you don't want to see my closet. <laughs> it's half done. Most of the stuff is on the floor. Oh, it's so crazy. But procrastination can get to you in every aspect mm-hmm. of your life. It can kick your butt in so many different ways. And it really, as you know, somebody who's in their 50s, I can tell you it, it never really goes away because it's part of life is, you know, do I really want to do that right now? Maybe not. Maybe sitting on the couch and watching, you know, the... Uh, that episode of Shit's Creek for the 16th time is really what you'd prefer to do. You know, I mean, that happens, but oftentimes there's emotion behind it. And sometimes it's perfection, like perfectionism, which could be what you're talking about, Dom. Like maybe you're afraid of not really, like you're afraid if you actually do what you want to do, you might not do it well enough without all that background things that you have to do first. That's the part of it. And then it was also, um, I'll tell you what show and tell Academy. It was, Um, it was, um, I thought that I needed to, since my background's as a creative, I was like, well, I need some strategy, you know, information. Cause if people are coming to me and they want to know stuff about social media. And then I started, I took like, um, a HubSpot course and started, you know, doing a lot about that. And I was like, I don't, I don't care about the numbers as much. (laughs) The the analytics and all that stuff. Yeah. I know some of the engagement ones. Um, but 
that's not what I want to help people with. I want to help people with the creative part of it, which there is a level of strategy that goes into creative too. It's just not the numbers. Right. But they exactly. are the things that lead you to the numbers. So I actually didn't finish the course. Or no, well, I almost finished it. But I just finally was like, you know what? You are, this is your niche. You don't have to be a strategist. Stick with what you know because you know what you know really well. Right. And the storytelling, I mean, that is a, that is one facet that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't really understand or get. Mm. So they need that guidance in order to tell that story that connects exactly. with their people. A lot of different emotions can cause procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I would I would posit that it's actually the enemy of good work. And here's why, because I know myself when I'm, I'm a copywriter and I do a lot of different types of, you know, articles and social media, things like that. And if you're, if you do project-based work at all, it's really nice to be able to let it rest and come back to it. And if you wait till the last minute, you're giving your employer or your client or whoever it is that, that benefits from your work, your first pass is your first pass really the best pass. Not usually. Exactly. It's, it's usually not. <laughs> and I, I tell you, I've had, um, I, I laugh because I have said this one, I work better under pressure. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I've always said I don't. I know I don't because my anxiety will get really out of control and then I can't think. And I'm just like sitting there, just like I get more and more jittery. So I, yeah. I've never been that person. <laughs> well, I lie to myself. Oh, I I do better and I work better under pressure. It's like, no, you don't. And I've been running this company for two years now. And and I have two and a half years I've been running my own company. And with my husband, I always have to say it's our company, not my company. But (laughs) he um he's not a procrastinator, but I am a big time procrastinator. And I have learned over the last two years that it it's I've picked up some tools and some ways to move around the distractions that can come up and, and get in your way, because sometimes the procrastination, you know, manifests for me as distraction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on social media. Oh, I've got, I, I do social media for a living. So I'll go off to, to start doing something for a client and something interesting will come up in my feed. And before you know it, I've, gone off to three different websites and read six different articles yep. and a half an hour has gone by and it's not productive. So besides uh, fear of failure, perfectionism, you know, avoiding pain, sometimes it's just distraction, but I think it, it always affects the quality of your work. And I'll give you an example. I used to be a, a copywriter at a, an ad agency. And whenever a project came up that was rushed, can you just get this done right now? because we need it now and you get it done and everybody's jumping in and trying to do the best they can. And it ends up taking longer than something that's been planned because there are mistakes that happen. Oh, that and have you ever run into all, that? All the time. Yes. It's like the quicker, the, Hey, can you just do this real quick? Those are always things. They're never real quick. No, because it doesn't work. They, rushing no. through work doesn't work. And I, I am, it's interesting because I'm working with um, some young people. I've worked with a lot of different young people, even as a contractor that are teams um, at my clients' companies. 
And one of the things that I've noticed is that they make mistakes and they miss details. And I, I was like, what is that? And what, how do we help young people get past that barrier? Because making mistakes and, and um, missing details, not paying attention to, you know, the, the, the real nitty gritty details that you need to watch if you're going to be a professional in any industry, um, 90% of college students procrastinate is what Psychology Today said in an article that I read today. And I thought it was really interesting, like maybe it's kind of a difference between going from college into the workplace, that college, you just get it done, right? That paper, you don't brain damage over your paper, you're turning into your instructor in most cases, right? Right. I didn't. No. But when you get into the workplace, you have to get the work done well. You have to get the work done to the best of your ability. You have to do really good work. And you can't do that if you don't allow yourself enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I, I agree with that. But I also think, um, unfortunately, when it comes to the workplace, so many of our deadlines are, they don't really allow for that. I um, mentor interns a lot. And there's always this issue of, um, well, number one, people will say like an intern is here to help us do our work. And that's the good thing about interns. And I say that's not their purpose. Their no. purpose is to learn from us. So, but the problem with that is, and this is not necessarily saying that um, the w- way they handle it is 100% wrong, but it's what ends up happening is if we have a very short deadline, nobody gets an intern because they know it's going to take a lot longer. Right. And, um, and I, and I, I'm the same way, even though I look at interns differently, I'm the same way because you can't teach them anything when it's that fast of a deadline. And so you can't teach people things in a rush. Right. And so I say that because, um, because our own work is a lot of times rushed. It's like, you don't get the opportunity to teach them, but then you yourself don't get the opportunity to really even practice what you preach, honestly. No, it's, yeah, you've got to pick a better way to work with interns. If that's what the intention is, is that they're going to help you. Um, you're, they're actually there for you to help them. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. It really, I mean, people come into a company as an intern to get career experience. Yep. And if you, you know, and they don't get paid that much. So how much can do you expect they can contribute? I mean, it's really, a an interesting um, thing happening in business that people intend to rely more on interns as basically cheap labor rather than seeing it what for what it was meant to be, which is almost an apprenticeship. Yeah, that's that's very much what it really is. Because you think about like, and maybe for me, this is different because it did take me longer to get a job in industry. Mm-hmm. And so I... Um, I know before I had my own internship, it was a lot of things that I still needed help with and that I kind of um, grasped with, especially craft wise. But once mm-hmm. I had my internship and then I redid my portfolio, like I was able to just, I knew looking at everything, what was, what needed to be fixed about it, but right. I didn't see those things beforehand. And so, yeah, your internship is really where you, you start growing and changing. But if we don't, if they don't have the time if, if we don't have the time to teach them, then it makes it really difficult for them to, to really improve. 
Absolutely. And I would recommend, I mean, as young people listening, I would recommend that if you are looking for an internship, you go for companies that have recognized or pre-existing internship programs, right? I agree. Some of the smaller companies will say, oh, let's get some interns in here to do this, this, and this as a way of just really getting cheap labor. And you don't really learn as much in those situations, I don't think. So just a little a little side conversation there about internships. If you're looking for one, go for companies that have established programs. You'll learn more, you'll get more out of it, and they will truly see you in most cases as more, as more of an apprentice uh, than, a, um, than just cheaper free labor, you know? So that, that's always bothered me about those situations that um, hire somebody, bring them on, teach them what they need to know and let them loose, you know, but to bring somebody in say, oh, you guys are going to be cheap labor, work on these things. And then you never see them again. That happens a lot too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it does. So we're going to move on to a new spin on procrastination. I just came across this this week and I thought it was so interesting. And I know, and Dom, you're the perfect person to have on this call because about I'm all about doing things and making things happen where nothing was happening or existed before. It's kind of what we do in the ad business. Um, People say, oh, I have this really great idea. Can you bring it to life? And that's what we do. So we're always doing these really great, you know, figuring out how to do things that have never been done before. And that's one of the things I love about marketing and communications and production, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of business. But that's really happens in a lot of different industries. So my book and my favorite person right now, as far as a thought leader and um, expert in business and, and future self and goal getting that kind of thing is this guy named Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I came across him, I think on medium because he had a really good EQ oriented um, bank of content, which EQ is emotional intelligence. It's like your IQ, but for your, your basically your ability to manage your emotions. And he writes a lot about that. And he just came out with a program in the last six months after the pandemic started, I believe, called 30 Days to Your Future Self. And it's this really great daily practice for 30 days where you journal and you consider and you set goals and then you fine tune those goals. And it just it is such good content. I highly recommend it. If you search 30 Days to Your Future Self and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I believe it's free right now. And it's life-changing and it really helps you understand, you know, that you can set these amazing goals and reach them. He has, he's, you know, he wanted to be the most popular writer on Medium and he is. But one of the things that he says, he's got a new book called Who Not How. And he and his co-author, Dan Sullivan say, procrastination is wisdom if you listen to it. And the bigger your personal ambition, the more procrastination you'll experience. Now that fascinates me. I can see that. It makes a lot of sense. Does it? What do you think about yeah. that? Um, can you say it one more time? Procrastination is wisdom if you listen to it. The bigger your personal ambition, the more procrastination you'll experience. Yeah, because like I said, when I was taking that course, because um, I thought that I needed to know strategy stuff, mm-hmm. I ended up seeing that what I knew was enough. And <sighs> maybe if I didn't take that course, I would have kept thinking I needed to know strategy and getting caught up on that. And then maybe not achieving your goals. Right. Versus letting it go and focusing on 
the storytelling. Okay, this is a teachable moment. Another teachable moment. That's what I like to call a teachable moment. Brought to you by Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. A teachable moment here, people. Procrastination related to day-to-day work might just be a lack of focus or an issue of poor self-control. We all have those moments. You're not having a good day. It's harder to get started. So in those cases, find a tool that works for you and use it to keep you on track. We're going to talk about those in a minute. Because in the business world, the quality of your work really does count. So any of that time you waste scrolling on Facebook or scrolling on Instagram, looking at awesome images and seeing what your friends are up to, is time that you're not spending doing your best work. Um, It's less time that you have to do the work that counts. So when you procrastinate, your emotions are running the show, not your intellect. And you'll hear me say this a lot. When your emotions are running the show, your intellect is basically, you know, less intellect, more emotions, more intellect, less emotions. So look at how you're allowing your emotions to run the show in those situations. And awareness, sometimes that's all it takes is some awareness of it. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then you can redirect yourself, right? Yeah. So what do you do when you feel that, Dominic, Dominique, when you just don't want to start? You're just like, ugh. Um, for me, a lot of that is usually I end up brain dumping. Um, and I honestly, on both my brands, I talk about this a lot um, because sometimes the reason I don't feel like doing stuff is there's too many thoughts going on in my head. Good point. And, and so, it's overwhelming, right? Yeah, it's extremely overwhelming. And I can't focus on anything when that happens. So if I write it all down, um, sometimes I can actually, after that, do what I need to get done, or I'll figure out what's priority, you know, what's the biggest priority and do that. Um, other times, it'll at least help me figure out a plan to do stuff later, even though maybe it still doesn't get done right now. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's, you probably don't know that that's um, one of the tenets of the getting, getting things done system. Oh, it's (laughs) dumping it out of your brain. The guy says, I forget who the author is. I'll look that up and put it on the, um, the website page on our, or the podcast page on my website, but the getting things done system, it's, it's been around for decades. And he says, the author says your brain is really good at generating ideas. It's mm-hmm. not a good tool for keeping them. I can agree. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we all think we have this great memory. So let's just, and then you end up with all these thoughts running around in your brain. Let's just think, let's just keep them all in our head. And when you write them all down, it's kind of a relief, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. I actually write some of them, depending on what they are. I either put them in an Evernote and they always get added to the top. That way um, I can go back to the bottom and just scroll up and see other stuff I thought about and forgot. Or I put it on index cards because then I can do it and throw it away and that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's it's really interesting because what I find too is when I'm feeling really, really overwhelmed, when I write it down, it's usually nowhere near as much or as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And it's organized at that point you know, where when it's running around in your brain, there's no organization to it. Now, turning to what Benjamin Hardy says, if it's related to a big project, a side hustle, maybe an entrepreneurial venture, then your procrastination might be because you need some help. You might need a business partner to keep you on track. You might be a need another 
entrepreneur to talk to once a week. I mean, you and I met in a masterminds group. Yep. Which is, you want know, to talk a little bit about that. Um, that mastermind group, like it changed a lot for me because love you too already existed at that point. But um, I think I was still, I wasn't sharing my color knowledge at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I was using the colors, but not saying why. Mm-hmm. And then, cause I was worried about being wrong. Um, right. Because I am an art director and, or quote unquote wrong. And then um, I think I was somewhat sharing my story by this point, but not, um, not on like Instagram and places like that. It was mostly on my blog mm-hmm. and being in mastermind was like, number one, I started realizing that what I was doing could really was helpful to people and people did, they were interested once they understood it. So the issue was I just needed to make it something people understood more mm-hmm. or at least, you know, they, they were intrigued enough to keep asking me questions because it is a little bit of a complex thing to explain to people. It is. It, and it, it took a little bit to, to kind of get what it was, but once you right. get it, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Right. And to give a little background, a masterminds group or a, you know, an accountability group is basically you get five, six people is kind of what I've figured works best, yeah. but I've been in them in masterminds groups for, oh gosh, probably 20 years. And you get five or six people, maybe up to 10, depending on what you're talking about. And you meet every other week whether it's on Zoom or in person or for coffee or breakfast, but you meet every couple weeks and you talk about your goals and you talk about your company, you talk about what you're up to and you get, you know, these other people in this group with you get to know you and they pretty soon are able to give you insight and maybe point out blind spots and hold you accountable because I know I hated to come back to masterminds and say, I didn't do what I promised I was going to do last time. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it also, I know it helped you and it helped, you know, it helped you. I know for sure just to have everybody go, Ooh, you know, to have a kind of a, a pilot group that would listen to your ideas and go, Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I, because since it was like, even I recognized it was difficult to explain That's part of the reason I joined the group. Um, and so it started making me second guess what I was doing because it was too complicated. And, you know, Anybody who works in marketing, we automatically think if something's too complicated, maybe it's not right. Oh, and yeah. Because everything's supposed to be simple. And so being able to share with everybody and as everybody understood it more, they like really saw the value in it that helped with my confidence in, in continuing doing it and, you know, doing the harder parts of it because I did know it was something it was useful to people and I wasn't, you know, on the wrong track. Absolutely. Yeah, it really helps. And so when it comes to staying focused, um, that is one of the things that most people deal with. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, give you some some uh, tools for, you know, besides a masterminds group, but give you some tools to to help you push forward on reaching your goals, whatever those are. And I'll use Work Mom Says as an example. Um, I needed accountability to keep this podcast going. And one of the reasons I needed that was because the, you know, the pandemic came and I was working to keep our little entrepreneurial venture going and, you know, the, the bills paid and everything else. And the podcast became something more that I had to do. And so when, you know, when the pot, the, the, 
pandemic started and we're all worried about our health and then we've got all these crazy political things happening happening and and uh, racial justice conversations and you know a lot of things happening and so work mom says just kind of fell off to the side but I'd peek over there and, and look at it and go, oh, I really want that to come back to life. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? How, how am I going to motivate myself to bring this back and get it moving again? Mm-hmm. And what I did was I, I joined a 12-week challenge group that one of my business coach friends was running. And it was 12 weeks. And every Monday, we met as a group and talked about what we wanted. And I made, Work Mom says, the focus of that effort because I wanted, I really wanted to do it. And so an accountability group is a really, really good um, tool to keep you focused. If you tend toward procrastination or, you know, putting things off or, you know, have a hard time getting started. And we talked about a masterminds group, but there's a lot of other different kinds too. You can, um, you could just have a friend that you say, okay, I'm going to work out five times this week. And if I call you on Monday and I didn't, make fun of me, chastise me, you know, and you just basically don't want to call that person and say you didn't do it. So you will. Um, I mean, that, how, how has accountability worked for you? Um, mostly it was either, like you say, it was either mastermind group, or I do have a few people who, when I have um, an idea to do something, I'll tell them because then I know they'll ask me about it later. Even Those if are the best not, kind of people. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not like structured, they'll ask because they're interested. Um, or like um, what I did recently, sometimes I'll share it on one of my social media um, accounts. So recently I'm, um, I took a break from Love You Too for way longer than I intended to. It happens. And, um, <laughs> it happens. And, yeah. And um, so... I had already said I was going to bring it back next year. And so I think last week I finally said it. Um, I said it specifically yes. on Show and Tell Academy because I was like, hey, that's a lot of brand storytelling. If I tell them I'm going to bring it back and that I'll show you how I, you know, use storytelling, then that made, number one, it made people, you know, like, hey, yeah, I do want to know. I want to see that. And then also for me now, I got to do it. No, you got, you got to do it. Isn't it funny how we'll do things for other people that we won't do for ourselves? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that's about, but that's kind of how the human nature is. I would think Uh, a couple other tips, a couple other things that I do to keep me moving is I'll commit to doing something for five minutes. Say that, that 4,000 word super SEO article that's going to make me crazy because it has to answer every single question about the topic. I'm just going to work on it for five minutes. And if I just work on it for five minutes, oh, I get started and I get some steam rolling. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And before you know it, I've worked on it for an hour and a half. So that's a little trick that I use. Um, Catch yourself. Awareness is everything. I catch myself so much more often than I used to. Um, Because I work on social media, it's really easy to get distracted. And I'll go to LinkedIn to do something for a client. And instead of just closing it down and moving on to the next task, I'll start, you know, scrolling around, looking at what my friends are doing because I have so many friends there. And uh, before you know it, an hour has gone by. So I did, um, I, I did a quick little workshop with Chris Brogan. If you've never heard of Chris Brogan, he is um, a, he has a show called the backpack show. They have a lot of really juicy conversations. I think it's every day at 10 o'clock on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube, I think. And he was taught, I did a a quick little workshop he had that was only about an hour long and it was about focus and how difficult it can be. And one of the biggest 
biggest tips that really stuck with me is when you catch yourself, don't just observe it, observe it and move on. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound like the most basic piece of advice, but somehow I needed it? it yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the things that seems like it and you're like, oh, because I know when I read, it wasn't those that exact wording, but it was something very similar. And it was like, because sometimes when you catch yourself, then you'll kind of start being mean to yourself. Like, why are you doing that? And uh-huh. it's like, well, now you're wasting time doing that. Now you're wasting your time beating yourself up about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So a cu- couple other tools I use, there's this technique I've heard other people use. I tried it. It's not perfect for me, but it might work for you. Is the Pomodoro method. Have you ever heard of that one? Mm-hmm. It's um, somehow related to a tomato. Is tomato, is Pomodoro tomato? It's because that little tomato timer, I guess, is where people, whoever it was that started it, that's what they used. So that just became like the imagery for it. It's like a little tomato timer. Mm -hmm. And is it, I think it's like you work for 25 minute increments or a certain number of minutes Mm -hmm. and then you take a break. Have you ever used that? I did. I actually had to change. I think it's like 20 or 25. Like you said, I had to change it to 40 or 45 because Mm. my brain after 20 minutes, I'm deep into it. <laughs> and so I can't stop at that point. Um, That's good though. Yeah. It's good to know your own, you know, what works for you. Yeah. But 40, 45 minutes, that's usually, I got a lot, a good amount done. And now that's a better stopping point for me usually. That's awesome. So the uh, last tool I'm going to talk about before we wrap up is called Focus at Will. Love that site. It's focusatwill.com. And I think it's, I don't know, is it $30 a year or something? It's pretty affordable. And basically what it gives you is you do a little um, quiz. You have to sign up for it. And it's a website that you leave open in your browser. And you do a little quiz and it comes up with a type of music that suits your personality that is written to increase your focus. A lot of it's classical or like, I think my the one they always give me is called Electrobach. (laughs) just hilarious. I'm like, that sounds awful, but it's not. Um, And they play this music for 30 minutes and you agree to sit down for 30 minutes. You hit the button, it plays the music, you work for 30 minutes and then it stops. And then it asks you how your productivity was. And it adjusts over time, the type of music it plays for you based on your feedback on productivity. But it's somehow, if I have a tool like that, that's, that's tangible, that I can do something. It, it really keeps me um, more focused than if I'm just trying to do it on my own. So if you need tools, don't feel bad about it. Um, do you have any other tools you use, Dominique, to keep you from being, you know, from procrastinating or putting something off? Um, I do use music, but it's funny because I'll use different music based on what I'm doing. Um, but I noticed if I can play something um usually I just find like a really long playlist um that'll keep me for some reason it'll keep me sitting there not sitting Mm -hmm. like the entire time but it'll keep me sitting there and it'll help me focus or I just listen to like YouTube videos um or podcasts lately I've been I love um crime dramas and crime tv and all that stuff oh me too so (laughs) so um, fun weird to say because people have died but (laughs) and I've been listening to like (laughs) a lot of that because it's more so because there's a formula to it I think this is why certain music I have certain music for certain tasks too because like the formula of that type of thing 
your your brain is used to you know it looks for patterns so it's almost where you can you're listening but you can you can um you can still focus on what you're doing because there's like a monotony I guess maybe the word I want to use here it's just boring enough is that what you're trying to say <laughs> it's like, it's, no it's, it's more so it, it's just like a consistency that's a good yeah one. there's a yeah, consistency it, happening so it's not for me it's not causing me to get anxious and if I don't get anxious I can focus on anything oh I like that so it's comforting in a way mm-hmm. the Even slasher documentaries yeah <laughs> the crime podcasts are comforting <laughs> Well, I think well, they also get your brain working in a unique way because you're like, why are people like this? Oh, yeah, so seriously. It's one of those things that gets your creativity going in an odd way. Oh, yeah, I get that. I One of the things that I love to run in the background, um, there are days when I will sit on the couch with my laptop, put my feet up on the coffee table and work with the TV running. I do that once in a while. There are times when the work when it's appropriate for the work. And one of the things I love to do is run um, old twilight zone episodes on netflix (laughs) i don't know why i find it so comforting it's just so innocent and like the aliens are so cute they're not scary (laughs) so something about old twilight zones has always been really uh productive for me to have running in the background as i'm writing i don't know what that's about but i think it's time for us to wrap up dominique thank you so much for being here thanks for having me again yeah, you'll be back, I hope. Um, but if you'll if you'll come, we'll have you always. So, and I like to close with a quote. So here we go. Well, you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Ooh, so if you got something you got to do, um, I've heard eat the frog. There's a whole concept of eating a you know do the worst thing first in the morning. You know, eat that frog. Um, whatever works for you. But if you have things that work for you to help you not avoid things or not procrastinate, reach out to me on LinkedIn and tell me about them. I'm an open networker there, Lori Joe Vest. And I also have a website at workmomsays.com. If you're listening to this podcast on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you'd like to um, get more information about Dom and her, her different ventures that you might want to be a part of, um, or if you have questions or input for me, people you'd like to have have us interview, um, please visit workmomsays.com and communicate with me there. And um, I have this, the individual podcasts with notes there that you can read and, and links to the guests' websites, things like that. So please um, keep coming back. We really, really appreciate having you as a listener. And uh, thank you again for joining me today on Work Mom Says. Don't be an idiot. Thanks for listening to Work Mom Says... Don't be an idiot. For more information, you can email Work Mom at L-O-R-I WorkMomSays.com. That's Lori at WorkMomSays.com. And remember... (sighs) Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot.